content warning, y'all. We have lots of fun making this podcast, but remember, we watch a lot of R-rated films, use language that reflects that, and joke about heavy topics to create levity around these themes. If that doesn't feel safe or could be triggering, please take care of yourself. We want you to have fun listening, too. This also means we might not be suitable for children. Oh, yeah, and we spoil the end of all the movies we pot about. Thanks for listening. Hello, welcome to the lobby. Yeah, pre-show. This is the, yeah, pre-game. <laughs> We're doing shots in the uh, in the parking lot. Oh, but I we have non-alcoholic yeah. booze. Yes, that's exciting. I'm excited I'm to excited. try it. Try. I'm excited to try it. Okay. So I look forward to a review as, on that <laughs> as well. Tomorrow, yeah. If I'm hungover tomorrow, that's I'm, I'm I call bullshit. That's fucking ridiculous. I know. <laughs> well, it is alcohol removed. Right, right, so right, right. right. I'm I'm interested to see yeah how I respond to it. Anyway, um, the secret in him. Never seen it. Yeah, you've I, seen it, right? You've seen. I it? saw it as a child at some okay. point, and I rewatched it as an adult at some point. I still I'm have no memory of it. <laughs> I remember that when I watched it as an adult, it was completely different than I. Re- oh, interesting. interesting. It. Yeah. Um, I think I watched it. Yeah, it would have been like early aughts. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't even really... So. I didn't really even know about this. I thought it was a movie that came out later because I was seeing it, like, in the video stores. Like, I think... I oh. don't necessarily know that Maybe I it, saw it... Maybe it took a while to get released on VHS or something. Well, I don't necessarily know that I saw it when I lived in Florida. <laughs> uh-huh. And so, like, when I moved to Nevada... I think I started seeing it in video stores, so I assumed like it was a new release or something that had been released in the last couple of years because sure. I don't necessarily know that I'd seen it. Maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong about that. But like, it wasn't something I, I remembered seeing as a younger person, so I assumed that it was a movie that had come out like much older. But now uh-huh. my association with it is with Archive 81 because mm-hmm. I loop and loop and loop that show over and over and over again. Um just because, why not? Um, also because I enjoy it. But uh, that is like not a pivotal also part. Also, piss off Netflix. <laughs> and uh, but I, I just yeah, I wanna, I'm curious to see if there's any. Yeah. There's a clip that they play, an audio clip okay. that they play in Archive uh, 81, right. and it says, um, "I must see Nicodemus. The owl told me to see Nicodemus." Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I know, I'm going to be looking for that. I'm going to be looking for that. I have no idea what that means. I know that I think... I have some guesses. I think the guy that played Cadfile is Nicodemus. I played, looked up... Played what? Cadfile, okay. it was a... Yeah, it's a whole thing. We'll come back to that. <laughs> yes. Expectation? Uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm really excited. Yeah. I, <laughs> I remember... I think feeling a little disappointed when I watched it as an adult because uh-huh. it was more junior than I remembered. I, I, in my mind, it kind of got uh, in the same category as Watership Down, which, as you know, okay. the version I saw as a child really messed me up. And yeah. I was like, this is some of the darkest shit. It, and it's like I'm a, pretty sure you said that you were thinking about you were like either Watership Down or Secrets of Nick. Oh yeah, for your it was birthday, definitely. And I vetoed Watership Down. 
<laughs> well, you looked out anyway because it was like 1979, I think. Oh, okay. You were like, I don't know. I was like, do not do Watership Down. I swear to fucking God. <laughs> I'm, I'm still pretty obsessed with it. I just don't think that I, I just, I mean, if I do watch it, I don't think I could do it for the pod. I don't, I just uh-huh. think I would not have, I'd be like, I don't want to talk about it. Anyway, yeah. anyway, <laughs> we're going to be late. Yeah. For the. For the, yeah, start time. Yeah. It we starts got, it. They're probably through all the ads and <laughs> trailers for Top Gun Maverick. Oh, God. Ugh, gross. So, yeah, I'm. I'm Nicole Kidman okay. is probably wrapping up her spiel. Her divorce. Papers. You know the pictures of her getting a divorce, no. like after she signed her divorce papers, of no. her just being like in the streets, like, <laughs> like so excited from that Thomas Cruise, fucking divorced from that. It's like Kristen Cinema voting no on something good. You've listened to the pre-show where we talked about. Wait till you get a load of Elf on the Shelf. <laughs> uh, now it's the post-show. Yeah, clarity. <laughs> post-show clarity. <laughs> so this week. Do people have, uh, are there like uh People go places after watching a movie, you know, if it's not a date. Um. So when I would go to the movies, some taco fusions. I have some sort of disorder. Um. Other than the disorder, I think I have. Um. Where t- a lot of motion makes me and basically induces a migraine. Right. Um. So, like, a lot of, like, the CG, a lot of things like that, if, you know, if there's just, like, a lot of, like, mm-hmm. animation or something happening in a movie, um, and, like, fast and lots of movement, lots of motion, things like that, I will develop a migraine, but how it sets in is that, it how it starts out is that I start feeling really sick to my stomach, like, I start feeling, like, really, like like motion sick like I just got spun around a bunch like I get really queasy Mm. and I feel like really out of my element so anytime I would go to the movies afterwards I'd be like I have to go home right now like I (laughs) so if anybody ever wanted to like go to the movies and then hang out like that was just never an option (laughs) for me I've never been able to like 
just hang out after a movie. I feel so awful after like that big screen and like any sort yeah. of like, so like people are like, Oh my God, we're going to go see this really fun movie. I'm, afterwards. I'm always like, I need to go home and eat some toast. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm not super fun to, to hang out with in public. Cue sad, cue sad music. <laughs> Play the sad music. Now. Um, <laughs> uh, I, know I go for the Christmas time. Cause that's cause. Here's why. I'll tell you why. Because Kendall, every time something sad would happen, he would go, bah, bah, and oh yeah, and so then I, I did, did it. Yeah, I did it because I thought it was really funny. So I picked it up, and then you started doing it. So it's because of Kendall. <laughs> but you were doing just a vague. You weren't specifically referencing no. that piece of music. No, I was referencing. I was. Re- I was. I yeah, right. <laughs> I was referencing. But it is one of the saddest songs ever recorded. Even though it's not. <laughs> even though it's, it's just a- like Christmas time. You're like, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, get on our Patreon. Before Please it's God. too late. Hurry before time runs out. Well, basically. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> you guys, hurry. Hurry. You want to get on Patreon? <laughs> come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> this Is this working? Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to get on Patreon? <laughs> ZK Pod, man. Just look up ZK Pod. It's, it's, it's that simple. Um, Just shout it out into the ether. and Literally. The- yeah. All right, today we are talking about the oh god, the secret of Nim. Yep. Which I looked it up. It doesn't say this in the movie. Which I thought it did. Right. There I think there was supposed to be like a whole uh character like a, there was supposed to be like a whole other character I think that escaped with them who was like a female mouse who like told the story or something like that of of how of like what Nim actually was and shit like that. I think that's what it said. Um and then that got completely written out. Uh so that's cool. But Nim is supposed to stand for I don't know, I didn't Google it too much, but Nim is supposed to according to IMDB trivia, which you know is never hundred percent accurate. It's never it never unway it's like it's always one hundred percent accurate, never inaccurate, never false, never misleading in any capacity. <laughs> And fact checked. <laughs> Correct. Vetted. <laughs> uh, NIM stands for the National Institute of Mental Health. And if you've never seen that, because this was my first viewing, I had never seen it before. So I didn't know anything about it. I knew yeah. nothing about it. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to go in knowing anything about it, which mm-hmm. I, th- I, I have more fun with movies. Um, oh, 100%. But it's, it's sort of like the tale of these, rats and mice who are yeah um but the rats are like have like human intelligence because they were experimented on and then ended up escaping um the laboratory so they're called the rats of nim um but nim is m n i m h so national institute of mental health which is wild i'm like what um, Super it, this according to Wikipedia, in the so the source material is a children's book called 
Mrs. Frisbee. Mrs. Frisbee and the Rats of Nim. Yeah. Uh, from 1971, written by Robert C. O'Brien, with illustrations by Zena Bernstein. What? Is that a relation? I really don't know. Um, Bernstein. I said Bernstein. You did. Not to Bar- uh, Bernstein. Won a Newberry Award. Newberry Medal. <laughs> okay, anyway. Uh... The Rats of Nim were inspired by the research of John B. Calhoun on mouse and rat population dynamics in the National Institute of Mental Health oh, from the 40s to the 60s. Is he the one that did all that sketchy research where they... He found that like they would eat each other and shit. Mice would... Is that the guy? Anyway. That's the book. Okay. And that's where the National C- Institute of Mental oh. Health comes okay. from, I think. Okay. Interesting. Um, yeah, I wasn't expecting that. When that part came, when, like, the backstory of, like, where they came from, I was like, I re- what? Yeah, I remember that being, like, <laughs> the reveal of the thing. Yeah. For me, when I watched it as an adult. Yeah, right. But I also remembered that there was more detail. It's really pretty fantastical and... Vague. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's visualized. Yeah. But. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there's not, yeah. There's not a lot of explanation other than, like, showing things. And I, yeah, it's very sad. The way that it shows, like, the animal experimentation and shit. Yeah. And I, I feel like it's pretty graphic. And how it's yeah. shown. Which I'm it's, not saying is bad, but I was surprised. I was just surprised to see. The tone is confusing for me. The tone you is know, confusing. Especially yeah. for, I feel like, again, like, is this a children's story? Well, it said that they were hoping that they would get at least a PG rating. Like they, they At least meaning? Meaning they thought they might get a higher. Oh, they were okay. like really hoping they were going to get a PG rating. And they ended up getting a G rating, which <laughs> they thought was... Which they said they thought hurt uh, the audience. Uh-huh. They thought it deterred adults from wanting to watch uh-huh. it because it got Probably. a G rating. Yeah, I'm assuming. I mean, it said they were hoping for a PG, and they surprisingly got a G. So I wasn't sure if they were like, "Oh, we're gonna get PG 13." I don't think it existed yet. Oh, okay. Because it came out in '82. Yeah. Which, by the way, I just looked up. Uh, this episode is. Should air on July 16th, which will be exactly the 40th anniversary. Oh my God, that's insane! I only looked that up though because I just saw it today an Instagram post that said it's the 40th anniversary. Today is not July 16th for in our time right now. Yeah. So I don't know what they're talking about. Okay. I don't know. So I don't know who to believe. But yeah. either way, happy 40th. To yeah, this that's movie. crazy. That's crazy. Uh, I wanted way to be to almost as old as me. I want to see this because I think I said this in the pregame. I don't remember, but because of Archive eighty one, okay, yeah. I I like. Yeah. So, have you made any connections? Uh, not so much, except for yeah. the dialogue that they play. Um, Nicodemus told me I got, or the owl told me I got to find Nicodemus. I must see Nicodemus. The, the owl, owl told, told me to see Nicodemus. Nicodemus. Yeah. Um. 
other than it being the same plot, I don't really think. No, I'm just kidding. Hundred <laughs> percent. <not> yeah. <laughs> beat for beat. <laughs> yeah. It's a shot for shot tribute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I I didn't make any real connections other than it being you know a secret sort of like there being more than what meets the eye. I right. think you know. Like, it's not just rats. It's special rats. It's not just, you know. Plus, there's a rat. There's a rat in Oh yeah. Archive 81. So, it might be, like, referencing that the rat is more What's special. What's it call it? Ratty. <laughs> I wasn't even trying to set you up or set that up. <laughs> I didn't. I just couldn't I remember. I know. It's like, ratty. Um... Yeah, it's wild because I don't, I don't feel like I have a ton to say about the movie. Right. And then the thing you had told me about the sound clipping. Yeah, so they had done all the voice recording, all the yeah. voice acting had been recorded before mm-hmm. someone right. decided. Well, I think what it was is that, so uh, Aurora Films is who released it. But it was produced by Don Bluth Productions. Yeah. He and his team had been Disney animators, and they left to form their own I think thing. This, this is what made them leave, for according. If I'm reading... If, oh, yeah, maybe. Because they wanted... Disney passed on it because it was, like, too yeah. adult, and they were, like, very much wanted to make this movie, so they just walked, basically. Yeah. Um, and it led to, like, a bunch of other people walking Leaving. as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, and so the book came out in 71, and they, as soon as 72, I think is when it started, like, Disney passed on wow. the rights. That's So wild. it took 10 years before it got made. Oh, my God. Or, you know, before it got released. Yeah, as, that's wild. Anyway. Um, what was the thing? Oh, oh, oh. Because the book is called Mrs. Frisbee. Right. And the Rats so, of Nim. And the movie, it's Mrs. It's the movie's called The Secret of Nim, but the character's Mrs. Brisby. Brisby, yes. Because it wasn't until production had been done that or all the voice recording had been done, voice acting had been done, that mm-hmm. someone decided to contact Whammo mm-hmm. to get a, a waiver to use the word Frisbee because it was copywritten right. copyrighted. So don't copy me. And they were like, No thanks. <laughs> so they had to go back. Well, a lot of re-recording was done, but I think specifically in the case of John Carradine, because he was unavailable, who voiced the owl, mm-hmm. they had to go surgically replace the F sounds with B sounds. What? Well, yeah. So I don't know. They. I was reading like the IMDb trivia. I keep pointing to things that aren't. I don't know why. I'm like. <laughs> I'm like. I was reading and just pointing randomly. And it said like a like they it was in it was not feasible to like re-record ev- like the dialogue, right? And like so many people were unavailable that the teams, like, just cl- I didn't understand that because you told me this before, and I don't think I understand. That like it seemed like maybe I'm wrong, but it seemed like everyone's dialogue because they were like we can't re-record everyone. Like, because they would have had to re-record everything, not just the one word, I don't think. Oh, yeah. Um. So they just spliced, the a, like, a BR sound right. from each character that into... And I was like, what? I thought it was just, like, 
I thought what they had done is re- just recorded like the new name and just put that in there. Oh, I see. I wasn't understanding that. It, I don't think I was understanding like that they literally went through and spliced for like every single fucking. Let's see what Wikipedia says. I'm trying to find. Yeah. That's just it's, that's so much. That's so much. Like I know how hard it is, how hard it would be now to do that. I can't imagine doing that with like. Hard. Yeah. Copy. Magnetic tape and celluloid. Jesus. I mean, I know that they're like, like when you build a film, that's what you're doing. Um, so film. There if, you go. If, oh, okay. You can finish. I'm sorry. I was going to say film, real to real film. Like, so there's like the platter system and there's real to real and real to like the platter system destroys ends up like um, hard on the film. It's hard o- it's harder on the film because the film has to get built into one seamless roll, but it comes in several different reels. So you have to splice it together and it ends up to where like sometimes it's a bad splice. Sometimes it's a bad splice or it's a bad thing and you have to like take some of the film off. So that's why there's like sometimes missing chunks in movies and stuff like that because when you splice a movie together over and over, it wears on the film and that's why real to real is less damaging to the film, which is where the digital, like if you're doing a, um, if you have a, film theater mm. you have to do reel to reel because they will not loan you films because they don't make them oh. anymore they won't loan you films if you're splicing them because you're damaging sure. the film so if you don't have a reel to reel system and you use the platter system you can't uh borrow a, like most films so are yeah so that's why they switched to digital because you know it's just not feasible well, that's why in the case of our local art house theater it it was a choice between digital or not film right because right interestingly enough correct or it had a platter system interestingly enough uh enough interestingly enough that theater because the virginia still the virginia has reel to reel Uh um man i'm still i kick myself so much because i i was taken on a tour because i volunteered for the virginia one time and i was taken on a tour and the guy was talking about, I was, like, asking him about, like, the real The Virginia real. Theater, home of Ebert Fest. Right. And he was like, oh, you know, like, stuff about, like, projection. And I was like, yeah, I was a pro- I'm, I used to be a projectionist at, you know, this other theater. Um, and I didn't, I, I was like, oh, I want to ask to go see. Because I, I didn't, you know, I, I've seen, like, one projection, but not, like, a real-to-real projection. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, he's probably he probably doesn't want to like deal with that and like show me. So I didn't ask. And then I was like, it'll come up. Like, I'm sure I'll volunteer for something again. And maybe I'll no, never. And so I kick myself all the time. I'm like, oh, I wish I had seen it. So then I assume. um, But the art, the art had uh, one projector where Uh you could build film, but it had space for a different projector where, because it used to have, that's that's how film used to be. So I was going to say, so if you do the reel-to-reel system, I assume you have to have multiple projectors. You have to have two. Because what what happens is... um, To cut down on, so you don't have to wait while you reload the... Correct. So you load one. Yeah. And that's why you would have, that's the point of having a projectionist, because you have someone literally in there loading one Mm -hmm. film, 
And then it gives you cues on the screen. Like you, it has like, you know, like dots on the screen or something like that to cue you. And you know when to start playing the next one. Nice. And then it starts, and then you just project the other one, and then you break that one down, yeah. and then you load the next one. So that's why it's real to real, because you're literally going from real to mm -hmm. real. It's not just two. It's not just like one and then the other. It's mm -hmm. literally one, then the other, then the other, then the other. You know, you're just bouncing back back and forth through that throughout the whole film, which is why it's super interesting. Um, but it's so much more expensive to, like, buy a second projector that's oh, specifically yeah. built for that, you know, and mm. it was like a whole thing. And you would have to like, basically, I'm <laughs> you know, I'm a nerd about this stuff. Um, basically, uh, you would have to like, I mean, to, to go digital, it costs a lot of money, but it costs less money. It, it like, in the now and long term to go digital than it does to go film mm -hmm. because you would have to basically format everything to to just handle film and if something's not available on film then you just don't show it and then you don't make oh, yeah, money right. and like it's a whole thing you know and like if something like you know there wasn't enough space because it, it's possible that they would have like gone you know for um like both uh, uh -huh. like in the long term, like sure. both real to real and digital depending. Um, but I just don't think there was enough space mm -hmm. in the booth for the digital projector and the right. and the digital was cool because it got wired into the like you didn't have to turn the theater lights out. Ooh. It would turn it on. Yeah, it would dim it on its own. Like you did. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff that it was wired in, so you didn't have to worry about stuff nice. like that. Yeah, it was nice. Um, yeah. Shout out to the time that uh, I was about to play a movie, or I tried to play a movie, and my boss at the time uh, got upset, or like no sound was coming through, and. I was like, what the fuck? And I like adjusted the film. I did everything. It was like a, f it was a film projection. So okay. like I made sure the sound strip was on the right. Cause if you load it in backwards, it won't play sound because the sound from the film is on the little white strip on the side of the film. I made sure that was right. I was like, Oh my God. I was like, what the fuck? We mess with everything I could think of messing with. Um, we called in the other projection. I mean, it was partially my fault because my manager, I was like, check, uh, he was like, okay, I'll turn the sound on. And I was like, okay. Cause there was like a sound system that you had to turn on uh -huh. so that it could be heard. Like, you know, sure. yeah. And he's like, okay. And he never did that. So we stopped showing, like, we told oh. everybody, so we gave fault. everybody free passes. The projectionist, the, like, full-time projectionist came in, and we were like, what happened? And he was like, you didn't turn the sound on. And I was like, what? And my boss went, I guess, he's like, I don't think, he was like, don't worry about it. Don't blame yourself. This was my fault. And I was like, I fully... Why would blame I blame myself <laughs> for this? <laughs> I was clearly, like, it was your fault. Clearly I was like, your fault. You didn't turn the sound on because he was like on that side, like acting like he was working on that. He never turned the sound on. And I was like, he was like, I was like, you canceled an entire show and you sent a whole 
theater of people home because you forgot to click on? It's weird that the place went under. <laughs> oh, what a fucking idiot. Um, anyway, shout out. Okay, so this is a... I'm quoting directly from Wikipedia. Bless. During this, the is about the, this is about the sound clipping. D- yes. Okay. During the film's production, Aurora contacted Whammo, the manufacturers of Frisbee flying discs, with concerns about possible trademark infringement infringements if the, quote, Mrs. Frisbee name in O'Brien's original book was used in the movie. Whammo rejected Aurora's request for a waiver to use the sound, uh, same sounding name Fucking ridiculous. to their Frisbee in the movie. Because it's not even spelled the same way. It's so Yeah, the flying stupid. disc is B-E-E yeah. and uh, Mrs. Frisbee is B-Y. Yeah. Aurora informed Bluth and company that Mrs. Frisbee's name would have to be altered. By then, the voice work had already been recorded for the film, so the name change to Mrs. Brisby necessitated a combination of re-recording some lines, and because John Carradine was unavailable for further recordings, careful sound editing that had to be performed, taking the B sound from another word from Carradine's recorded lines and re- and replace the F sound with the B sound, altering the name from Frisbee to Brisby. I swear to God, at one point in the film, because I couldn't remember, because it was like Mrs. It was, you know, she was Mrs. Brisby in the movie, and I was like, what was the original name? I couldn't remember, and it, I was like, oh, right, it was Frisbee, because I swear to God, at one point in the film, she was like, I'm Mrs. Frisbee. And I swear to God, I was like, wait, (laughs) Uh, I'll try to find it and and, uh, send it to you, because I swear she's, I was like, that did not sound like Frisbee at all. (laughs) It literally sounded like Frisbee. I was like, oh, right, Frisbee was the name. Now I remember. Um. Ooh. Oh. Backlighting techniques. Yeah, this is what I was talking about. I, they were talking. Th- I don't understand. They were like, "This is how this effect was achieved in this," and I was like, "I don't understand." The studio set out with the explicit goal in mind of returning feature animation to its quote golden era, concentrating on strong characters and story, and experimenting with unusual and often more labor-intensive animation techniques. Yeah. Yeah, there was definitely, I feel like, a movement in the uh, late 70s, early 80s around mm-hmm. this where, like, a lot of, and I think it was largely sort of in reaction to Disney and where they yeah. had headed. Right. Partially just because they were, like, the dominant yeah, yeah, yeah. Just production company Disney in the field. Like, there weren't. Yeah. What? I said because Disney kind of sucks. Yeah, but they had also cornered the animation market. Right, right, right. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like they were, you know, they had a monopoly. Hanna-Barbera had TV, I guess, but... <laughs> um, yeah, I I think that's why, like, some stuff, some, like, animation stuff from the, like, 80s, uh, like, especially earlier 80s, has, like, such a feel of, like, it's almost almost indistinguishable from like stuff that came out in the 50s sometimes right like it can feel like or like this original snow white from it's was what the 30s yeah exactly right right, right. and it looks like right yeah but i mean yeah that's how i remember i mean this is the shit i was watching as a little kid it was like this and 
the Aristocats and Lady and the Tramp and oh, Lady and the Tramp. Fucking, yeah. I never saw uh, the Aristocats. The sword the stone the or fucking whatever. Sword in the Stone, yeah. That kind of shit, which I think I don't know if they count as which side do they come down on as far as yeah, yeah, production yeah. value, but right, yeah. <coughs> anyway, this yeah, this film is gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so, and there's so much detail in it. This is the thing. There was like so yeah. much detail in some of the scenes where, like, I was looking at like there was like a branch, and just like I was, and it was just like not what you're supposed to be focusing on. And I was just like looking at the branch, and I was like, there is so much fucking detail right. on this branch that's gonna flash on the screen for like thirty seconds, right. and there's so much fucking detail on it, and I was like blown the fuck away. And uh, uh. This movie really and highlighted the colors, me. man. There was like something so about the f- oh god, and but it was like so like rich. Like it's not just yeah. like something where there's a bunch of colors. It's like they're so it was like the depth. Like some of yes. them are really bright and oh. sharp. Like anytime, um, you know, Nicodemus is looking at his fucking magic. Yes, it's all neon window. and shit. It's super bright and and but then like the earth tones are so subtle and varied. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah. They're really kind of muted, but yeah. they're not muted, but because right, but they just really pop out. But it's also like so much so variation. Yes. Oh my god. What I really appreciated, and I don't think this is a fancy technique. It might be the opposite, but it's like, and maybe this is what you were referring to with the branch. It'd be like very detailed. It felt like a set piece, right? Like anytime yeah. you see yeah. the, ex- the exterior around Miss Frisbee's house. Yes. Miss Frisbee's house. The Brisbee household. <laughs> the Frisbee Brisbee. With the little broken pot. Yes. It's so I know. fine. And it's clearly just a, ma- you know, like a mm-hmm. a solid. Right, 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 right. Sort of ba- uh, back to re- background kind of. Back and then, then, you know, like you'll look through a window and what they're doing inside is animated. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, just the layers of. I really yes. appreciated that. Like, I don't. Like like I said, I don't think that's an advanced technique. You know, if anything, yeah, it's probably sure. labor saving. Right? Yeah, yeah. But I really love it. Oh my god! Yeah, no, it was it, there was so much. And I love it now. If you watch, I love spotting, like, nineties uh, mm. Star Trek does this yes, a lot. Yes, when, when you see something that a background is, especially if there's characters put in front of it yes when there's a back you can clearly tell that there's just the matte back yes <laughs> i love that shit there was i remember there was one star trek and this movie has uh like the shit when they the scene with the farmer and the tractor yeah the human elements are rotoscoped what does that mean it's a specific technique where i believe if i understand it's such a distinct, it's so instantly recognizable. Because I think what people do is they take, you're, you take an actual film footage and then you, you're you tracing on top oh. of it. And, but then you take the film away, right? So okay. it has that real, the animation is, Too, yeah. looks like film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a filmic. Okay. Oh, wow. Uh, Ralph Bakshi movies of the, uh, like his, his uh, uh, Hobbit. Oh, I see. And okay. like Wizards is another one of his. And I think like Heavy Metal, mm. that movie. Seen none of them. Based on the comic, does a lot, uses those techniques. That uses rotoscoping a lot. 
<laughs> You're, uh, Choke it up. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, like, Star Trek. You referenced Star Trek. I just remember yeah, sorry. there was some... I can't remember which episode it was, but I remember it was like to get the the visual that they were doing. I think I'm pretty sure it was like on season one of Next Gen. They filmed boiling rice, like they filmed like rice boiling, and that's how they they got like I they had like a clear I think a clear pot. Uh. And then they filmed like, oh, and I yeah. was like, and the what they showed, I was like, I don't see it. Mm-hmm. I don't see rice boiling in this. I don't understand how that got this shot. But it's like, okay. <laughs> no, and that shit was all over the I, original yeah. series. Yeah, for sure. That kind of like the transporter yeah. effect, famously, is just like some glitter in a bottle. Yes. Or whatever. Oh my god. I'm a glitter in a bottle, baby. <laughs> Come on in and transport me out. Scotty. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Rotoscoping is a technique that animators use to trace over motion picture footage frame by frame to produce realistic action. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, I remember you yelled rotoscope, and I was like, okay. (laughs) I don't know what that means. Yeah, it's such a distinct-looking look to it. I mean, if you've seen it, you know, to me it's very nostalgic in a way. Yeah, the way that you said that, a distinct-looking look, it, it, I was like, wow, he cursed. And I was like, no, <laughs> he didn't. You didn't say fucking fuck, you said looking look. But it gave me the same mental. Such a fucking fuck. It's such a distinct fucking fuck. I thought you said a distinct fucking look. I love look. this. Now I can go refill my... I know, I know. The last, the episode, the Spice Girls episode. I'll just go in the other room. I <laughs> See you later. Uh, yeah, good luck. I good know. luck. Good luck. Good luck with all your shit. <laughs> should I go, should I go pee on Mike? <laughs> no, it's gonna, it's gonna come up. Are you going to pee? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Okay, we're going to take a break real quick. Be right back. <laughs> oh, my God. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I think the plot is pretty solid. I Here's what I didn't super enjoy about it. Go on. I didn't like that she doesn't have a name. She's just referred to as like oh my God. Jonathan's wife or whoever it is his wife. Yeah, way to and give her the power. Yeah, and like Mrs. Brisby and like, oh, and she's just referenced as like, but at the same time, like she he's like this great hero and she's never, like he never told her any of this shit that went on. Jonathan? He was killed today while drugging the farmer's cat, Dragon. Oh, I, I never knew just what happened. Why? 
Did he never tell me about any of you? Yeah, that's a real And big... I was like, uh, what the fuck? Like, yeah, I didn't That like really, really hinders the film. As yeah, far as I'm I did. Like, I was like, this is such a good movie, except for, like, they, they're, she's kind of dumb. Like, I don't mean that in a shitty way. It's just like, she just keeps being like, how do I, like, she just, yeah, I don't know. There's like a lot. And of instead of. Like, you could tell that the movie wants you to sort of be impressed with her. Or, yeah. you know, because she's the protagonist, right? So right. you want, yeah. you're supposed to you're supposed root to, for her. You're supposed to root for her. You're supposed to, and like, she's under- doing all kinds of shit. Right. For but sure. also, she's played in this, like, mm, I'm just a poor widow. Yeah. Uh, and because I'm widowed, I need to ask for help because I can't do it all by myself because I'm a shitty mom, I guess. Right. Or I come from a broken home, or you know, yeah, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, no, you're doing fine. You're <laughs> doing all this shit. And like, she ends up being the one that like. And what the fuck was uh, Jonathan or whatever his name was? What the fuck was he in your family? If exactly, if he was doing all this shit and you had no fucking idea. Well, and also, what was he doing for you? Because it yeah. doesn't seem like. Right. We don't know how much time has passed. That's fair. Obviously, not too much because. Little Timmy's, you know, I don't think she had little Timmy out of wedlock to some random stranger. Or something. Well, yeah, there's a lot of drop balls. Like, I, who cares about Jeremy? Like, I don't know why that's a character. I'd much yeah. rather have had a lot more time with the rats because their story is way more interesting. Very interesting. Than anything else in this movie. Also, the way it ends with Jeremy. Yeah. Where with Getting like late. he just yeah, and like the little kid is watching or whatever. Yeah, that was so weird. I was yep. like, I don't want to see any of this. And the fact that he's just like basically just looking for pussy the whole th- time, and that's like the yeah, whole thing. And it seems like he's trying to hit on Mrs. Brisby. Yeah, at first, yeah, especially. Right. So yeah, could have done without that. It reminded me. It's a pretty me. interesting arc, if I think about it. It's like a nice hero. Who? Hero arc. M- Mrs. Brisby, because yeah. she goes. Oh, for sure. To the owl, and she has to overcome all these things. I think that's what it's supposed. I think that's what we're supposed to get from it is that like she yeah. feels so helpless and powerless that this thing is happening. Um, but it ends up to where she's the one that, like, does everything. She's the one that rescues her kids. She's the one that moves right. everything. She's the one that ends up doing it all. Yeah. Um, Which is cool, but, like, it's confusing. I mean, in the book, there was no supernatural elements. Yeah. The rats which I feel are the like ones the... that moved the house. Like, it all happened. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was all just, like, other than, you know, the rats being, you know, human-like because they were experimented on, there wasn't any sort of, like, there there wasn't anything supernatural. I mean, I'm not saying that's a supernatural thing, but, like, you know, you might be like, well, that's kind of fantasy. But, like, there wasn't anything else in the movie. Yeah. Or in the book, I mean. And so, yeah, that whole thing, 
Nicodemus wasn't like wasn't a fucking wizard. Yeah, and like yeah, <laughs> like all this shit, like none of that happened. So that was like weird to me that they added any of that. I mean, I guess like I do get why they did that because I think it's like more fun for kids or something. You know, to have like yeah. magic. Blah, blah, blah. That's probably also why I wasn't allowed to watch it when I was a kid. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't not allowed. It was just like not in my vicinity. This? Yeah. Because I think I, I told you, like, I don't, re- I thought it was like something that came out later in life because it wasn't something mm-hmm. that I saw until I was like a teenager or a young adult. So I thought it was something that came out in the early aughts. You mean you didn't even know about it? I did. Yeah. I had never seen <laughs> anything about it. And I think I'd seen it in like the video store or something because uh-huh. I, I used to love to go to the, the blockbuster <laughs> i fucking love blockbuster um and i i don't i remember i'd seen it but it i i might have it might have been after i moved out of florida that i saw it for the first time uh-huh. so i was like an adult um but you're saying saw it you haven't no, seen I seen I hadn't seen it like in video stores or like I, I, yeah, I Check. hadn't seen okay, I'd checking. never heard of it, and then I started seeing it in video stores, and so I thought it it was like a new release, right? So or like a newer release because I'd never heard of it before. Yeah. So when people were like, "Oh, you've never seen Secret," like people were like, "Oh, Secret of Nim," like uh-huh. I love that. I'd be like, "Oh, I never watched that," and they'd be like, "Yeah, I loved that when I was a kid," and I'd be like young are you (laughs) and it wasn't i really don't know if it wasn't until like fully until like archive 81 that i realized like how old it actually was and i was like wait what (laughs) oh i didn't realize this was like like 40 years old i had no idea yeah yeah interesting yeah uh the object oh this is Okay, Bluth himself would later make several changes to the story, most notably with the addition of mystical elements not present in the original novel. He explained that, quote, regarding magic, we really believe that animation calls for some magic to give it a special fantastic quality. End quote. This is most apparent in the magic amulet given to Mrs. Brisby, which was meant to be a visual representation of her character's internal power, something harder to show on film. No, I get that. I think, I mean, for, like, a little kid to, like, internalize, I think it would be, I think, I get that. But see, I, okay. The object was also meant to introduce a spiritual aspect to the plot, uh. with the director remarking, quote, the stone or amulet is just a method of letting the audience know that Mrs. Brisby has found, quote, courage of the heart. Magic? Maybe. Spiritual? Yes. Oh, my God. What? what? <laughs> Magic, maybe. Something else, entirely. Right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Would you recommend this movie? <gasps> sure. Yeah. I definitely would recommend it because I think it's I think it's really interesting. I think it's definitely interesting as far as like what we're talking about is well, definitely it's visually it, it's stunning. it's gorgeous. Um if you have any interest in like the history of animation, for sure, this is in a weird spot, you know. Yeah. Like, so it's a nice document that way. I think. Yes, absolutely. Uh, it was a big deal at the time in my memory, and for I'm sure it was. Yeah. Um. 
you know, I think that we, it was an uh, yeah, it was a time where there were like epics that yeah. were targeted as children for children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Animated epics. I don't know. It feels like very of the moment a little bit. Yeah. And, or at least one of the films that set that tone, I think, yeah. at least in my memory. It reminds me not really so much plot wise, but it reminds me a little bit of um like the rescuers. Yes, which is referenced. I, I it like might be Oh yeah, the the dragonfly that's in right. the beginning of I didn't, I didn't, I didn't clock it, but there's like a dragonfly in the beginning of the movie in Secret of Nim. Okay. And it's the same dragonfly that they. Oh, like they use, reuse the animation. I don't know, but it's a, like in the rescuers they um, ride a dragonfly, and so it was supposed to be the same dragonfly. Oh, okay. So. Was well, in the same universe. I guess. Oh, let's talk about that musical motif. Hated it, of course. Musical motif. There's that song. She oh, sings yeah. it to Timmy, and then it's a musical. It's quoted musically throughout, and it's horrible. Oh, is it quoted musically? Oh, 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 oh. just musically. Sorry, I. You said quoted, and I was like, I don't remember them singing again. Yeah. Performed by Paul Williams during the Aww. credits, who I'm oh. generally a fan of, but. Oh, okay. He doesn't have the greatest singing voice. I'll say that. Okay. <laughs> That's good. He wrote so many things. He was very prolific. Nice. Uh, oh, God. I mean, you'd recognize him if you saw him. He also showed up. and t- He was on The Muppet Show like 80 times. Mm-hmm. He's very short. And I feel like he was maybe on an episode of TNG. Oh, probably. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> he wrote... Uh, he did all the music for The Phantom of the Paradise and is in it. Which I really want to watch, Fame but it's like late, it's like seventy nine or something mm. like that. So we'll never make an exception. Never ever. <laughs> um, it's kind of a bummer, but yeah, I'd recommend it. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's yeah. It's a bummer because of. For me, it was a bummer because of the missed potential. Yeah. Or I don't know. If if fall, I, I feel, feel like, like that's unfair to say it that way, but like. I just feel like it falls a tiny bit flat in some spots and it does feel like they build up a lot of tension that ends up not hap- like yeah. for no reason. Like the cat gets a lot of like you're you're oh, really yeah. scared of the cat right. throughout and that ends up not even it's you know yeah. like the cat is uh who kills Mr. Brisby. Right. And y- you find that out and then like she has like a whole like thing where she has to poison. But she didn't even poison. know that. Yeah. Apparently. Well, she didn't know that until she knows that before she like. She didn't know that until she meets Nicodemus. Right. But after that, she volunteers to like drug the cat or something, right. and then she gets captured by the kid and mm-hmm. put in a bird cage. Mm-hmm. And then she escapes and, like, walks past the cat, and that's it. And then you never see the cat again. Right. And I'm like, what is that? What was all that for? I also, you know, whatever. This is nitpicky somewhat. I didn't understand because the first conflict plot-wise is that it's Plow Day. Yeah. 
So they live on farmland. Mm-hmm. And winter is over and mm-hmm. the ground is thawed enough to yeah. plow. So they have to, everybody has to move because uh-huh. why are they living there? Yeah. If they know that this is coming, if they have Well, the <laughs> from what I understand, it came early. So like they were planning sure, but I mean, to move, but it came early. And so they're like, oh, we have to leave early. I know, but why build your home on someplace you know will be tore up by a tractor later? Are you saying that poor people don't deserve to make a home wherever is available? No, I'm saying... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I was just trying to make a false... Uh, 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 what do you call it? What do you call it? Gobble Yeah, gobble Um, Yeah, I mean, I think it's done for... I mean, but... I'm I should not have picked saying Watership Down, is all I'm saying. No, no. <laughs> I think it's what mice do, right? Okay, but real mice don't have a knowledge necessarily. Girl, you don't know that. To have I a conversation with with little <laughs> Jimothy too. Pimothy or whatever. I can't remember what we named them. I'm done. <laughs> I can't talk to you. <laughs> I can't talk to you when you're like this. <laughs> I'm not taking the mice's the meese the meese's side of this. But I take their I'm taking their side. <laughs> I get it. I do I I get, I get what you're saying, but also I think that's my like that's a the the least amount of problems that I have with this movie, I guess. Yeah, I'm, I, that's all. I said it was nitpicky. Oh, okay. I I forgot about that. That you said that. I forgot that you said that. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I definitely think I would recommend this. Just like, I think it's a good visual. I think it's not. The only thing I didn't like about it. Well, sorry. The yeah. only thing I would say, like, is kind of, like, like politically that I'm, like, mm, not in, the, is the rats being, like, we're stealing from yes, the humans, you. which is wrong, and we shouldn't steal from the humans, even though the humans are, like, trying to fucking kill you. Like, I literally don't give a shit about you stealing yeah. from the humans. What is the plan? To live without stealing, of course. It's wrong to take electricity from the farmer. My child, we can no longer live as rats. We know too much. This is the plan they've had since right. the movie And like, opens. I think it, I think it'd be cool if they were like. And that's why it, it, the resolution is so anticlimactic because you just they help. They help Mrs. Frisbee, yeah. Mrs. Frisbee move her house next to the other. They move it to the other side of the rock, so it's safe from plowing, I guess. And then they're just gone. Right, but this is where I think it would be if they were like, we can't, like, because they're using the electricity from humans and they're saying that they want to, they're coming up with their own, like, electrical system so they don't have to use. But the way that they frame it is like, we're stealing and stealing's wrong. Yeah. That's fine. Fuck off. But 
if you framed it like we can't rely on humans, yes, I'd be like, oh shit, that's really saying something. But they're like, oh, because stealing's wrong. We're we're not rats, so we don't steal. And I'm like, mm, right, I don't like yeah. this. I don't no, like this it's not message. Good. Yeah, it's not good. And I was like, uh, yeah, okay. We're not subhuman anymore, so we don't want to steal. I'm like, ugh. Right. And when <laughs> Nicodemus is giving the narrative of uh, Nim and their yeah. escape, it starts with, In the beginning, we were ordinary street rats, stealing our daily bread and living off the efforts of man's work. Right, Shit yeah. Like I'm, I'm like, like what oh, the fuck what is the this? Fuck? I know. Like, I'm not saying that I want a rat to come into my house and eat uh, my food, but also, like, I'm not going to be like, wow, you're stealing from Oh, what a lazy piece of shit. Why aren't you farming and doing agriculture and trading your goods on the market? Right. Exchanging your labor. Why haven't you learned how to get a job yet, (laughs) you rat? Then you wouldn't have to steal my fucking food. Like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, that's some weird. It was morals. so. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> oh, we were. Thank just, you for bringing that we up. We were just lazy fucking rats, and so and now we're not lazy rats anymore. So we can't steal from humans. And yep. I'm like, I don't really feel like it's stealing. Also, I'm like, it turns it's out they just all went. It's a fucking electricity. You're not stealing yeah. it from them. They didn't fucking invent it. You're just. You're just plugging in your right. fucking Christmas also, lights. Also, they're not producing it. Exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, you're just plugging in your Christmas lights. To it's th- like stealing cable. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, no, it's not. Oh, God. Um, and it turns out they moved, and they just they just went off to college. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that was the only uh, thing that I was like, uh, we don't need that. Yeah. We really, I mean, that and not giving Mrs. Brisby a fucking name, that was pretty shitty. Brutal. I mean, that's probably the book's fault, but. Ah, uh, I wonder. Yeah. I'm curious. I kind of want to watch, uh, read it now. People call, yeah, like the character didn't have, I think people call her, what was the, it was Elizabeth? Who hmm. was the character that voiced Mrs. Brisby? The character that voiced Mrs. Sorry, the person that voiced the character of Mrs. Elizabeth Brisby. Hartman. Yeah, they call her Elizabeth Brisby. Because of that, because the characters, like fans of the movie, oh, like they call, they call, I because like she doesn't have a name. Yeah. Like there's no name for her. Mrs. First name Mrs. First name Mrs. Last name. Dump truck. First name Mrs. Middle name that little period. Last name. <laughs> that's the quote. For, that's from Mister T. Oh okay okay. First name Mister. Middle name period. Oh, okay. Last name T. <laughs> I like that you s- you said that little period though. I like that. That little period. That little period. The way because that you're smushing. Because that's on period. Dream by night, wish by day. Love begins this way. Loving starts when open hearts touch and stay. Sleep for now. Dreaming's how lovers' lives are planned. Future songs and flying dreams, hand in hand. Love, it seems, made flying dreams so hearts could soar. Heaven sent these wings were meant 
to prove once more that love is the key. Love is the key. You and I touch the sky, the eagle and The name is Mr. T. First name is Mr. Middle name is that period. Last name is T.